Hello, welcome to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Jenny. I'm Zach. And we're here. It's spooky season. It is October. I don't know when you guys are going to hear this because my releasing schedule has gotten messed up, but we're going to figure it out. It'll be out to you probably tomorrow as I'm saying this. So. It's chilly outside. It feels officially fall. Oh, goodness. It's like 40 degrees outside. I know. I'm wearing a hoodie. It's amazing. <laughs> we went for a walk and like brought jackets. Yeah. It was, it was so good. I love it. Every second of it. I've got- the smell of pumpkin spices in the air. It is. I've got a wine and a whiskey ready, <laughs> ready to roll. Keep you warm, right? That's right. Toasty. I think we just turned our heater on today. We did. We did. Welcome to Sweater Weather. Uh. <laughs> all right y'all we watch scream scary movie time it is it is and i still don't know what i think about this movie really yes talk to me well i think that the end really kind of does like a palate cleanse and it's like okay yeah i like this movie and then i'm like watching this movie from the beginning i'm like i don't like this movie oh i could kind of i actually i could kind of see that because i was a little worried like i bet she's not enjoying this and then the end comes and it's like oh i bet she's loving this yeah so i think that it's and i wouldn't say the tone is wrong it has its moments like it's you know it's trying to be a dark comedy but it is the dark is heavy at the beginning and the comedy really doesn't start to play until the end i feel like it was I mean, we can like start our review of the movie or whatever late, but like I thought it was scarier than I remember. It's scary. It's really scary. And I mean, as much as it's a slasher movie, like it's not a supernatural slasher movie. And you asked me, you were like, you like Halloween? Why do you like Halloween? And I don't know, like like Halloween's like my favorite movie. Like, woo, let's watch Halloween like, all the though. time. Like, let's, let's watch Halloween. That's that one. That's like fifth string in my book of, you know, Freddy, Jason, whatever, you know, it's probably the best. Well, it was the best of them before Scream. but <laughs> Well, see, that's where I think this is different. Like, we're dealing with, yes, we're dealing with a person, but maybe we're dealing with a supernatural entity. We're definitely not dealing with someone that we know that we've probably interacted with. Okay. okay. Um, and really, this is just the sick, twisted plot of deranged teenagers, which is terrifying. <laughs> and really kind of goes back to my whole thing of, like, doesn't really matter if it existed or not. Like, we're watching people be, you know, just like intentionally uh, terrifying people. And I mean, like Freddy Krueger is, you know, whatever he is. And he's gross. That's why I don't really like the movie. It's like super gross. Like it's just icky and bubbly and, you know. Um, <laughs> we'll get into some jokes about that here. There's, I mean, because they've are got some, some yeah. stuff to say they about old Freddy Krueger. They do. Um, but Halloween is like, it's cleaner, you know, it's tighter, like in, in, in a way. And I think that that's why, you know, because it feels like, okay, it's it's Halloween. We should watch a scary movie. So I'm going to default to that one, I think. Okay, That's why. Okay. So what's your history with this film? Um, I mean, I've never really been a fan of scary movies like this. Um, it's not something that as a genre, like we watched my, you know, my dad is kind of, I would say, like the leader and the um, procure, purveyor, uh there's another word I want here. Um, curator, maybe? Curator, yes, thank you, of like my movie watching experience as a kid. And, you know, in terms of scary movies, the extent was like the... Um, the Hitchcock stuff, like the birds? Hitchcock or, stuff, yes. So like which, the, That's a pretty scary movie. It's a pretty scary movie, it is. Um, the suspense of, you know... But that's as like gross and scary, I think. So much more like a suspense, which 
I guess I'm, as I'm thinking about it and talking about it is all like people doing things too, but it's not like. Vincent Usually. Price dipping people in wax. No, <laughs> Vincent Price ones didn't really fall into play too often. Ah. It was more like the classic Universal Monsters. Okay, okay. Um, I loved the Universal Monsters. I would check out the Universal Monsters books. I, I wonder if they still have those in our local public library. I have not been in that building in 30 years, but I wonder if no. they still have those books. I mean... Do they get rid of books? Like, what's how's that work? Because we have a local small town library. I don't know how they. They probably have a book sale. I mean, like we've got books that I got at like a book sale, Mm. like from the library. Still has the library, you know, Dewey Decimal System little dealy on it. Okay. okay. Um, So they probably do. I mean, they probably order new ones. I don't know. And I mean, depending on Uh, then books go out of print. So I should Google them to see if you can even find them anymore because they were they were large format but thin hardcover books, kind of about Universal monsters. They weren't in the kids section. They were just I don't know why I. Got the Wolfman or whatever. And <laughs> my mom let me, and I just went through the whole series of them. Frankenstein. And, like I learned pretty early there that like Frankenstein wasn't the name of the creature. And right, right, right. I feel like I knew that before any of my friends. <laughs> yeah, the inside track. Yeah. Um. So we watched those. We watched yeah Hitchcock. Um. You know things like that, and this was never. And I think it's probably when mo- these movies came. You know, the original movies coming out. I, I, I'm sure that my parents have seen Halloween. I'm. I would almost guarantee that they've never sat down. You know, like I said, they watch Fright Night. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something that they watched. But I would almost guarantee they've never sat down and watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Probably about eighty three to eighty five or so was when children, they just sort of noped out young so, children yeah. who might actually, you know. But also, I don't see them being interested mm. in Friday the. Thir- I mean, maybe Friday the Thirteenth early, maybe, but like. Probably maybe the first one, and they the probably first one of those nope, was like eighty one or nope something. Out. It, was, it was really early. Yeah, the, I would have think like maybe think. would have seen it, and then probably would have noped out. Um, and then also, you know, like my mom is very like, oh, this is evil, or people, these people are, you know. But I kind of get a little bit of that too. Like, I I don't see things as like, oh, this is inherently like. You don't think like the devil's coming for your soul for having seen it? No, but you get like things. You get icked out. In your soul, like I do by watching some of these people. It's like you know, I don't, I don't want to celebrate movie making of like the depravity of people's like evil. I guess. And see, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep you up last night watching like Mondo Italia or whatever, which is just (laughs) like specifically about the depravity of humanity. It's like celebrating. Well, that's the voyeuristic nature of that. It's a little bit different, but anyway. Back to our movie, talking about Scream. Yeah, I mean, it's really scary at the beginning. It's very, you know, the suspense is real. um, The terror is real. And it's so from nowhere, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, we don't have, as we're coming in, we don't have the base of... You know, some something somewhere, some we. I feel like any other movie, we've got something that we know a little bit about. We know something about revenge. We know most of them are revenge driven. Right. The trailers for this. I mean, I remember why I I wanted to see this. I don't really remember the trailers for this. It was all Randy and his like essential guide to surviving a scary movie and kind of, you know, ended with Matthew Lillard. It's a scream, baby. I'll be right back. There was also a period of time. I could not tell you the actual dates when my mom felt that my sister was getting really too involved with the plots and DJ's decision in full house. And she canceled cable. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm saying that with the sternest face of all phases, that it is an actual thing that happened. Your parents cancel cable or cell phones. or Anytime they get a bill that they weren't expecting, they like cancel it. Like They do. They do. And then they start from scratch. It's so weird. It's the same thing with churches for them, too. Very much so. <laughs> they just uproot their life every time. They do. A like, says we're, they don't we're like done or, with this. We're done with this. We're going to scrap it. Start like over. they move, you know. <laughs> Your sister's got some boy she likes at a different school as so they move to be in the school district. Or, <laughs> There's a lot of that. So, yeah, this could have been the time when we did not have cable. Okay. And okay. so we were just probably watching movies if mm. we were watching anything. Um, I, I'm not sure for certain, for certain, but... It, it feels right about it because this is what 99? 96 90, this is 96 yes okay um no, scream 2 was 97 i think okay that was fast yeah because i scream 1 i wanted to see so bad i mean you know we, we've talked about how i was like starting to be able to see horror movies on tbs or whatever mm-hmm. edited for television all the good stuff's cut out <laughs> <laughs> man i got some notes on that <laughs> like they it's like huge on the bottom of the screen, like edited for content or edited for television. Like, no, <laughs> like you're going to watch back to the future at school. And like, maybe they're going to say shit. Maybe they're going to say shit. Maybe they're gonna, like edited for television. I mean, I saw boobs at the, the, that old Romeo and Juliet and school. Oh, we saw that at school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So bo- boobs. That was like freshman year of high school. Yeah, I think. Like, why was that allowed? I don't know. Art. <laughs> <laughs> like our teacher, like got up and like we had a disclaimer before that happened, and you, we watched it like over two days because you know you're like, only in like an hour long right. class. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, I think the disclaimer goes like she, we see some guy's butt, or like, we see Romeo's butt was the disclaimer. I don't think that is, there was any disclaimer about boobs. And like, oh, hey. I feel like that makes a bigger impact than butts because. Girls aren't like, ooh, butts, but boys are like, ooh, boobs, especially then, 14. Because <sighs> depending on which small school or what, what are they, are there mini schools or whatever at my junior high you were in, you either watched it in the first semester or second semester. Ah. And boy, all the guys that were coming to the lunch table that watched it in first semester were giving us some stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one shot of boobs. I mean, I guess that's a lot to like hold on to for a bit. I mean, I've not thought about this in 30 years, but I am thinking of a mutual acquaintance of ours that works at a place that used to work at Chance. Uh-huh. And his description of them as being this big. <laughs> He's holding like like you're holding like a beach ball. Underneath. Actually, it looks like you're holding watermelons and going I mean, to a dance and dirty dancing. It does. <laughs> They were not small, but they were not like, no. he was exaggerating. That's grotesque. <laughs> you would not have been into that. You'd be like, I'm tired. I'm terrified of that. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, no. If that's what they're like, I don't want any part of that. I'm going to change the whole trajectory of your life. Okay. So we are 10 minutes. We haven't talked about Scream yet. We have not. My experience with this film is, like I said, I wanted to see it so bad. I had an older friend at the time who had seen it and like, I'm not going to give you any spo- like that was, that was maybe the first spoilers thing mm. was like you know I could tell you the plot but you really want to see it so we're just just I'm not going to tell you the plot like wait until you get a chance to see it and I just assumed this is going to be one of those that I either catch on TBS or when I go to college and I'm 18 and get my own blockbuster card that's when I'll see it and lo and behold my baby sister just daddy's girl that uh, that she is <laughs> she must have been 13 at the time i was like hey can we get scream and I was like, sure it sounded so much like your dad 
A hundred percent like your dad. I mean, he rented Fear with Reese Witherspoon. Oh and no, Marky Mark for her. Like, I still don't want to watch that movie. <sighs> I mean, like what bushes if- come down, playing as they're fondling each other on, on the, the roller, uh, roller coaster. coaster. I mean, I know all about that, but like, <laughs> actually. Is it a fondling or is it... That's not the vibe I've been given. And I'm still going by hearsay. I've never watched it, but... I think they were both into it. It it's a, felt very mutual, but I don't know. Okay. I think it might have been, like, her first sexual experience. And, I mean, Bush's Come Down is a pretty good song for that. On a roller coaster. It seems real dicey. <laughs> but, okay. So, we yeah. start... I mean... I know the lore of this movie, you know, about like we start with Drew Barrymore and it's like, of course, we think Drew Barrymore is going to be our heroine because she's a huge star. Is this the best opening vignette in the history of movies? It's really good. It It's very, very good. I mean, come at it, me if you got a better one. I mean, no James Bond movie has an opening vignette like the, as good as this. I mean, well, it's probably... I mean, well, we skipped credits, but like, I don't know how the credit sequence was. I mean, I feel like credit sequences have like really, you know, gone by the wayside. Oh, like now you don't even get the name of the movie until the movie's over and it's like right. across the screen at, as they go, at the very black. end. So that I mean, might have started with Gangs of New York. That's weird. Yeah. Um, But this very much feels like a cold open. Oh, you yeah, know, exactly. even though it's not really, but it is. Oh, it's like a movie within a movie or a vignette yeah. or a, I yeah. mean, maybe like. Who Framed Roger Rabbit had a pretty cool little opening, whatever. But that was because I was a kid and it was a cartoon. Right, right, right. I mean, what else? I don't, I can't even. I can't I feel think like there's something where there's like a fly flying around and where it's like the its perspective and it's like swatted and that's the opening of the movie. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I can, can't even think of what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, none of the James Bonds hold a thing to it. No horror movie has ever had an opening like that. Like, no first kill in a horror no, movie has ever y- been this good. Yeah, I mean, you 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 ramp up so fast. That's a note I have later on. It's like, is this the introduction um, to, like, the fast kills? Mm. Like, do we have, I mean, because everybody else takes their time. You know, all of our other, like, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees are We lumbering. never see them run. No. They stalk. These guys run, and they get injured. And they get... Th- that's my favorite part of this franchise. I do. I have that. Is you smack a beer bottle upside one of their heads, and they go down. They do. They go down. down. I mean, we don't see, which, of course, would be, like, some subtle potential clues. We don't see our killer's having any repercussion of that later on in their regular lives but i will go so far as to say i was watching starting about 30 minutes in i think we might see like one or two frames of Stu's shoes but like we don't I was see watching billy loomis below the ankle in the entire movie, because I because we see those shoes exactly in those, in those pants. I was the, watching so hard. Well, I was watching like the next scene when we see the, like school being let out. You know, we're getting ahead, but like you know, we don't see. But I think they intentionally do oh, yeah. not show you a full body of Stu. This scene of him running up the stairs and Stu like into fr- like and blocks his shoes. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're going up the stairs for their conversation sorry right 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 that was a really good uh scoop that was, or, that, was, that was just a lillard in general that was like all lillards and Lil, lillard goes lillard in this 
He goes, he get, he is the saving grace of this movie, even though he's terrifying. He's not as terrifying as um, Skeet Ulrich, which I would say Skeet Ulrich did not recover from this movie, potentially. I want to see more of where like, he just vanished. I mean, he was in uh, As Good As It Gets, maybe? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if I've seen him in anything since. Well, he's terrible and as good as it gets, too. He beats the shit out of Greg Kinnear. I know, I know. So, like, I don't think people wanted to see, because he was kind of a hunk. But then when you kill people and you beat up Greg Kinnear, nobody really likes you anymore. He was working a uh, medium length hair, plain white tee. I mean, get a lot of the color here. I mean, he's a good looking guy, but he's so good at being so terrifying in this movie that like, I don't know. I think he killed it potentially. I don't know what he's been in since. I feel like there's was been he, something. I mean, he was in. I don't know if it was like digitally de-aged or if it was just dark enough that we weren't supposed to see. Like, cause he, he's been in the last two Scream movies because he's the father of the oh, right. heroine of the next two. Yeah, we do see him kind of as like a, a ghost. Yeah, but I don't a... know if that's just like Tupac. Uh, <laughs> and hey, Tupac, like maybe get some justice here. Yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, so <laughs> Drew Barrymore. We're 16 minutes into this podcast, and we're getting to Drew Barrymore in Scream. So, you know, Home Alone, first thing I notice is we also have way too much glass in all of our doors. I always think that after we watch a, a scary movie, I'm like, we have too much glass. It's too what, much it's glass. It's what came with the house, okay? Like, we, we didn't want it, but that's like, that was the option. Well, I'm like, and- okay, what? It's been 10 years. We haven't gotten to Lowe's and picked one out. Like, like oh, that'd be a good one, but... Then you have to like press the button and talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in that phase again, um, and I I just think it's funny. So she, you know, she's at home alone, and she's she picks up the phone. She's kind of talking and, and just like think of, like landlines, you know, landlines in their thing, and she says something about he's like, do you like you go to oh you gonna watch it? She's like, I'm gonna watch a video, and it just. You know, it's, it just stands out. So The amount of times they say cellular in this movie. Mm-hmm. They don't say cell phone at all. No, because it's so... And that's it's a, so new. I was like, is that, you know, having just having a cell phone is so suspicious. <laughs> but she's making popcorn. Like I, it, like Jiffy Pop? I've never seen like popcorn like that. Like you put it on a stove. I think it's a Jiffy Pop. Is that it? I okay. think that's what that is. Yeah. Um, I bet you that's probably... I've been kind of craving popcorn, but I don't want garbage popcorn. And so I don't know the best way... I don't know. I don't know what the best way. You should ask. We, we got a uh, brother-in-law. We have a popcorn machine man who uh, usually does popcorn on uh, Halloween. So maybe I'll get some of that. Yeah, but that's like, I still think that's probably kind of, gar- kind of garbage. Uh, that's not, I mean, we need that truffle. Like, do we get like duck confit or whatever for, for a, brother-in-law? For a brother-in-law, yes. Like duck confit and various, you know, artisanals and truffle salts and yes but you know sometimes probably just like bog standard movie theater popcorn it's the movie theater pour on butter that's like really doing the heavy lifting all right so i just i also have like so she's on the phone she stays on the phone like she hangs with the phone a couple of times it's like oh you know wrong number um that seems like the kind of flirty thing that would happen in the 90s though it does we're so innocent we're all like everyone's so naive but why did why did I go with like it's a scream baby that I can't do? Yeah. Why didn't I go like do you like scary movies? I mean, that would have been <laughs> such a better way of introducing this. Sorry, I mean I can't even just... do Jamie Kennedy. Like, there are three rules of surviving a scary movie. Like, no, I can't do any of those impressions. A single one. 
I mean, just shooting for the moon, I guess. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like, we're getting kind of flirty. Like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? No. Like, you know, call the wrong number. Then, like, you know, then it it escalates quickly of, like, you know, if you fucking hang up with this phone, I'm going to gut you. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't cool. But, like, being, just even thinking, like, the phone's still ringing. Like, you don't have the ability to, like, I mean, I guess you could unplug the phone. What would have happened if you unplugged the phone? But, like, this is, like, your landline. You don't do that. Not True. really. I, can you leave a one of those kind of – we never – we weren't rich enough to have one of those kind of phones. Can you leave one of those off the hook? Yeah, you can. Okay. And it won't ring. And it it'll, it'll, it'll be busy a busy signal, signal the okay. whole time. Um, that would have really ruined all this. Yeah. I mean, there's one thing. But I don't know. I think they would just – they would. I think that they had planned for that potentially. Okay. Okay. Um, but we have the – what's your favorite scary movie? Yeah. Which is, you know, just a classic Legendary. Line. Yeah, with this. And then when – he has like, what do you think my favorite scary movie is? <laughs> like, I bet it's Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, it's like, oh, is that the one with the guy with the knives on his hands? I'm like, yeah, it's like, oh, I like those. Like, the first one was great. The rest of them sucked. Right. Do you know who's directing this film? Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do know that. Yeah. I mean, we've done on this podcast. My favorite is part three, and I will die on that hill. <laughs> we've done it, and it's gross. They're all gross. They're all super gross. It's it's not as scary, but it, it's like the perfect point of the fun pop culture Freddy. I guess. The... He's icky. He's just icky. Um, the the camera angles were real interesting dur- like during the time when she's like, we're moving into potential terror. We've got some like weird blurring on the edges, almost like a fisheye lens, but not exactly. And it's not steady. It's like we're we're from a killer's pr- There's perspective. There's a lot of handheld in this. Like either the stuff on Gale or the stuff like when someone's coming after somebody. But I think even more so in this because like everything else is static. Mm-hmm. I think any other moments when we're having a lot of terror, we're having a lot of running. But in this moment where we've got her just in the kitchen. And this huge house and it gets so claustrophobic so fast. It does. It, it's either... There's these huge floor-to-ceiling windows that are ways in, or she's trapped in a corner of a kitchen. It is brilliant, brilliant directing. I mean, ha- uh, hiding behind the console television. Right. I mean, and then also, like, okay, all of a sudden she's scared, and it's like the race around to lock all the doors. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just so ubiquitous that, like, I don't know where they are. We talked about that. They're in Woods. Borough, yeah. Like where I think that's it's supposed, supposed to, to be. be in Northern California. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have thought more like um, like east, like, yeah, like Denver or something. There's I would so have thought like like McMaine or if, mm. it feels more like a small town like that, like okay, a like okay. a small like Connecticut There's, small. The houses are huge. They are, but there are a lot of huge houses in those areas too. Oh, like, didn't we decide like Rhode Island has only mansions? Wasn't that a thing in our mm-hmm. previous episode? Yeah, I think so. Um. And that's really the notes I have from that whole opening scene. Like, it's just, I'm like half, like half watching. I know it. I know what's coming. I know enough about this movie to be dangerous to know that, like, I'm just constantly on guard. And I'm constantly, like, kind of looking, looking, at, looking, at, like, kind of not. Like, <laughs> the notes I have, there's like four beers arranged in not a ways that you would arrange beers on the kitchen counter just being warm. That's, I didn't notice. An odd choice of the set choice. director. Uh, the TV card. I mean, that was so yeah. cool. Uh, the sound effect of Steve's guts. Ew. I feel like that's something I've never seen this in the theater. I saw this on VHS in 1996, seven, mm-hmm. and then not again until now. Like, this is 
we, I think I, we've watched maybe like the last 20 minutes of it. Yeah, I think so. Caught it on TV. But yeah, I've, I've not watched this movie start to finish since then. And yeah, our, our sound system, there was, you could hear more. Well, what, it, what were my, TV. my major notes when we went to see Scream 5? Uh, yeah that it was juicy oh i feel like four five and six got way gorier this this one started pretty gory but then but it's still juicy yes. like they like whatever whatever foley work they do to create this sound or whatever sound bite they've grabbed they like it they like it a lot <laughs> and uh yeah that's it the i love it when you hit these killers they get knocked down i mean Drew Barrymore getting killed in the first scene. That's... Well, but that was her idea. Oh, yeah. And a genius idea. It really is. She's like, you know, I don't know if she was like, I don't want to commit to this movie, but like, and so I want to just do this quick. But she's on the poster. Right. And she's front and center on the... We're not, we're not front and center. The, the poster is like a mirror thing, but she's the biggest head on the poster. And yeah, like, well, what if I get killed like right at the beginning? And in, and the most brutal, the most brutal kill we see. Mm-hmm. For sure, I think. Because we hear about other people being trussed up and things like that, but we don't see it. Right, right. And just her parents being, it's like so... Like hearing it on the phone. Well, yeah, and then them being so close. Yes. Like, you know, it's like, you know, rede- uh, like salvation, if you will, is so close. Like, she's so close to being able to be saved, potentially. I mean, I don't know what would happen if they actually happened on it. I feel like... I don't think that they would just run away. Right. But but it, it wasn't meta yet. It wasn't making a commentary on horror. It wasn't making a commentary mm-hmm. on pop culture. It wasn't making a commentary on what pop culture does to kids or what kids do to pop culture. It, it, it was just scary. It was scary. And just like killing Steve. Mm-hmm. Just killing Steve like right in front of her. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, he's dead. And that's just that. Like, we don't know anything about him mm-hmm. except for that. And then I said that the cats do not like stormy night movies. That's the one bad part about having a nice sound system is like a, a good lightning strike in a movie <laughs> shakes the house as much as a real lightning strike does. And they're not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. And then the next thing I said that the Sam from Clarissa Explains It All is scary in this movie. Because we've got Sydney at home in her nightgown that he even comments on. Right. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Letters up, walking in, yeah, or like popping in through the window. Yeah, it's Was that scary. his name, Sam? Yeah, it was okay. Sam. Yeah. yeah it yeah. feels like we needed like a, like a laugh track or a clap or like, ooh, Sam, <laughs> as he's like walking in. I can't believe that was allowed. Like all it, this, this is rando boy just coming in up the window. Like he has his own ladder that he brings. Like that is so, oh my goodness. <laughs> so problematic looking back. She also has a mini pool with a, baby alligator so all the things okay <laughs> i think his name is elvis all right but man dad going away for the weekend i mean dad going away for the weekend the night before or your the mom- two nights before the year anniversary of your mom's murder that's a real dick move oh yeah good call come on dad <laughs> i'm gonna leave you alone like alone in your thoughts alone in all this moment like we should be going someplace Good point. Yeah, I, I really like. I'm gonna be alone in the house where my mother was murdered a year ago today. Oh, that! Holy crap! What a dick move! It's a, such a dick move. I'm just looking back on this from my, you know, vague cultural understanding of the movie, thinking like I, I knew her mom got killed, but I was just figuring it was years ago. I didn't realize it was the year anniversary. Right. Like we're coming up with the year anniversary. Like no big, you know. Every, everybody no bigs that. 
until until they don't. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have something about the statute of limitations on a boy's dick is my comment on that later on. No. But, <laughs> um, but but yeah, so he pops in the window. He's he did. She doesn't seem into it. It's not like, oh, yay! I'm so glad to see you. Like, no, she's on edge with him all the time. She's not comfortable with him. And that's that's part of the thing. Like, she's never really comfortable with him. You can tell. Um, and you know, dad's like, Oh, I heard a scream and like, Nope, everything's fine. Have you, have ever, you had- ever had doors? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask you that too. Yes. Yes, I have. Doors that interlocked like that accidentally. I mean, we were oh. building a house and specifically had them move a door to a really stupid place to keep that from happening. Right. Yeah. We had a bathroom, a bathroom door that would do that. It had like a bathroom linen closet. And, uh, yeah, if you left it open and yeah, it would, they would lock I'd, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I love that. It's such a 70s and 80s thing. <laughs> You're like, do, 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 yeah. stuck together. Nobody can get out. No, like, nobody can get out. Nobody scared. Get in. Everybody like, thinks that someone's trying to get them. Oh, that also I can is, just see your sisters just. <laughs> like that didn't, that did happen to my sisters. Not like those two doors, but like my sister, my youngest sister came home from school and like, you know, activate like deactivated and then reactivated the alarm my next sister who's older like i think she must have been in college at the time but had come and came in just at the moment like within that window of time of like it not needing to be undone so it didn't sound like the alarm like it didn't beep at first but then it just went off (laughs) and the alarm was in like the like kind of like a mud room you know from the garage and they had a battle of holding on to the doorknobs oh goodness (laughs) like my youngest sister thinking someone's coming in my next sister thinking someone is like attacking younger sister knowing she's home and like battling like through the do- <laughs> through the door holding onto the doorknobs pulling back and forth and back and forth before like kind of realizing like de-escalating what was happening i do feel like no offense but older sister of that situation had a little bit of a tendency to kind of like over escalate <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they had, like i mean that had been scary oh yeah the closest thing i ever had to that was there was a girl coming to get a prom dress that my mom was sewing my mom sewed a lot of prom dresses and a girl's coming to get one. She was running a little bit late. And so I just said, here's the kind of place I grew up. This was 1999, 2000, something like that. And I had to go to work and I was like, fine, I'll just leave the door unlocked and you can just come in and grab it. She's like, just come into your house and grab it. I was like, yeah, that'd be fine. And I guess my dad got home about the same time. And in my head, they had to be like Scooby-Doo, like backing up <laughs> and like running into each other back to back and turning around like, ah! <laughs> That sounds totally right. I forgot. She had a name. Like I don't want to say a full name in case it is somebody, but it was like it wasn't Diana Ross. It wasn't Elizabeth Taylor. I don't think it was. But she had a famous name. She had a name like that. Yeah, got it. I actually did know an Elizabeth Taylor and a Diana Ross yeah. in high school. So, um, but okay, so Ooh, we got to get going. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to edit some of this probably. Um, Considering I have three and a half pages of notes and he's ahead of 11, yeah, uh, we're, yeah, we're yeah. going to meet in the middle somewhere. Um, so did you notice what song was playing? Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah, like an acoustic version of Don't Fear the really Reaper. really cool. It was really good. Cool. Yeah, I was like, I know the song. I was like, ah, I get it. So many stuffed animals in this bedroom. A lot. They you want us what? to think she is a 
child. I had a lot of stuffed animals at that time. It was really? real ironic. Okay, okay. I mean, they were like, I had a bouncing Tigger. I had a Blue from Blue's Clues. I had a Teletubby. I had like, a Blue and a Tigger. Yeah. Like, the the various was, girls bought me over the years. Right. Like, they were gifts. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't anything. I don't think I had anything that I had bought myself. I had three stuffed animals that girls got me. Maybe I didn't have like a whole bed full, but I had more than like a 17, 16, 17, 18 year old. Like, they were ironic. Okay. Like, Would have had like five years before or five years later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She does ride the bus, though. I know. I noticed that. That's weird. Like, I mean, are they trying to make her 14, 15, or... But she's not. Then I also thought, like, your dad leaves for the weekend, and your only transportation is a school bus? That's a little terrifying. I mean, I loved when my parents went out of town, but... Like, yeah, you I don't did. think they would have... <laughs> what, because they been, like, watching Roadhouse? And... No, like... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> you mean like when you were around? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, babe. Hey. Anyway. Um, well, I mean, while we're on the subject, you want to make this a PG-13 podcast? <laughs> right. I mean, it's like it really felt like, you know, we were, we started out like on our way to NC-17 and now, uh, you know, we really like become edited for television. I was like, this is a real shit metaphor. <laughs> Like, just say, like, I want to get in your pants. I mean, every teenage movie, no matter what, is trying to get in the pants. Right. And it, it's it's never cool. It's never cool. No, matter, no one is ever good at it. No one is ever, like, good at, like, it's either real sleazy or... And I'm like, I'm sorry. I've never met these sleazy teenage guys. Not really. Maybe I scare the shit out of people. And I think that's possible. <laughs> but I've never had some guy, like, like give me some sort of weird sob story or, like, you know, oh, man, I just don't think we're connecting anymore. I really feel like, like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not until senior of high school I told anyone to go fuck themselves. Oh, there we go. So I guess no, no chance on the PG-13 podcast? Nah. Oh, sorry. Boo. Um, then we're at school is what I have next. And Courtney Cox is here. Girl, what Gail Weathers suit is fucking everything. And it is neat on green. It it's is awesome. so green. It's so neon green. I love every second of it. Her hair is 1996 Courtney Cox it's hair. It's got so, well, it's like, like extensions maybe, or I mean. It might be a wig okay. because this is during Friends. Oh yeah. I mean, I know like they make a big plot point in one season of Friends about her or short new hair, but that was after Scream 2. Right. This is probably a wig with all, I mean, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot lighter, yeah. which is not easy to undo. And she never has that light of hair in Friends. That's her shtick. She is the one with the really dark hair. Right. They, they, they've established that. She's the br- she's the brunette, potentially black hair. Phoebe's the blonde. They can't ever really quite figure out what Rachel is. She's somewhere. She just has the Rachel. Like she's somewhere in the middle. She just has the Rachel, except a couple times when it's really short. And then Rose McGowan is welcome to the podcast. Yes. And yeah. And then we have like the the worst crime in years. Even worse than. But yeah, so then we meet the crew. We're meeting the crew. We also have, you know, we have some assholes. Even right away. How do they know? This is the same. Is this the same day? No, it's not the same day. Never mind. Roll back one second. Um. This is the morning after. They've just, they found, they're like, it's starting to spread around school that they found the bodies. Right. I mean, that is something, it's starting to spread around school, something that happened. That'll never happen again. No, not that. everybody's phones just start to buzz. Yeah, not in the same way. No, I remember, 
I mean, we, we ha- we've talked about that on this podcast before. Yeah, our experience with a spree killer. And- yeah, I mean, and, and you know, and that being, I remember viscerally, it was not something I found out at school. It was something I found out at the mall, and I still can't. This is one of those memories I can't place it right. I've looked back at calendars trying to figure this out. But I know I was at the mall in the middle of the day and I feel like it was an in-service day. Like we were off on a Monday or something and like someone just seeing me down down the corridor and shouting it. Like it's an em- you know a very relatively empty mall. It's a midday and it's just something we're doing. Um, and yeah, that's just, that's my memory of it. And I, I can't figure it out. I mean, like I said, I, I can square mine. I was tutoring a girl who was terrible at algebra and wanting to just shake her until she started getting algebra. <laughs> you just you just cross out the units. You just cross out the units. Like, she was the cutest, dumbest girl. If your answer known. is milligrams to the third milliliters, gigabecquerels, and the question is, like, what is the, uh, you know, how many mils of something do I need? You did your thing wrong. <laughs> just go back. Just put stuff on the top, put stuff on the bottom, start crossing crap out. It's not that hard. I know. It's not. <laughs> Has anybody worked Giga Becquerels into a podcast ever? Probably not. Congrats. Okay. Congrats. <laughs> but yeah, so we, 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 we realize we've got a little bit of a history, you know, with uh, Gail Weathers, a.k.a. Courtney Cox, being the person who kind of covered the the murder trial of sydney which we haven't had any nev campbell's uh, mother and there's beef there you know she doesn't feel like you know she's i guess rallied around the idea that uh um this is a wrongful conviction and you know she's got a book coming out and you know we've got some we've got some issues there i did not i did not even remember that that was a thing like the wrongful conviction and the book and the post-conviction work of a reporter and i mean because that comes back big in scream six but uh that that's this really is true crime before true crime. Does. oh yeah like everybody thinks that our heroine actually did it and it, there's like internet rumors going around and like have how she did it like in scream five and covered it up oh because okay we find out that she's billy loomis's daughter and right so everybody on the internet and on reddit are accusing her of doing it got it okay so yeah, it's 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 maybe the darker part of uh, of true crime. All the doxing. Yes, 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 yes. But so yeah, we're at school. We're finding Miss Owl. It's terrible. It's terrifying. Henry Winkler is in the building with a gorgeous head of hair. <laughs> hair for days. We've got Dewey, uh, Detective Riley. <laughs> He's precious. He, I, I. He and. Um, and Rose McGowan acting off of each other. They're funny. Are so good. They're so good as like, brother Mom and says, sister. When I'm going to badge, you have to call me deputy. Treat me as a man of the law. He's like, fine, Dewey. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Real, their reverence is so good. Um, her reverence to the whole movie is really good. She's she's a really great she's character. She's great in this. I don't yeah. remember. I remember her being in it, but I don't remember her being so funny. So like, Yeah, I just remember her being... Somebody that died in a garage door. So. Yeah, it was a terrifying one. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> the sound. We hear the sound. Because like, it's a thing. Like, it's only really the first kills that we see. Mm-hmm. 
And I know that was for shock value. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like to set the tone of like, we're not fucking around. This movie is serious. And so now you get to imagine what's happening in all the others. Right. And your mind is doing, because we've shown you a little. We've shown you a little and we're, we're making you hear a lot yeah. and letting you do the rest, um, which is the worst. Has there ever been, like at this point, I, he gets a little intense later, but has there ever been like a good high school principal character ever? I don't know, but he loves us. I have that note. Like, after he like goes out like we 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 release from this day of school it's like you know I want you to know their principal loves you and but he's like later on he's like wielding scissors his but. tone is so wild <laughs> he's all over the place he's like he even says like I should gut you which I think is probably meant to be a little bit of a red herring him saying those words maybe maybe but I think that truth be told it, we're too far removed from this I know it's not henry winkler i know it's not fonzie but you know i really kind of thought fonzie was a streisand and he's not later on in this movie oh, he's no, like really making himself all. known i the first time i've ever thought this before in one of our podcasts but i was just watching the movie and i was just thinking henry winkler is obviously a national treasure yes but would patron saint of our podcast wayne knight what would he have done with that role Hmm, that's an interesting. I feel like he would have played it more role. menacing. I don't know. I don't think I don't know that he would have read as a potential like. I feel like he would have been just real nerdy about it. Okay. Like we would okay. just we just wouldn't have liked him because he would have been like rules. Maybe if we think about that, though, we could start thinking about like would Wayne Knight? Where would he? Have, what would you cast him for in this movie? Well, we can get another cameo. We could ask him. I guess so. Like, which role would you want in Scream? <laughs> He'd probably want to be Fred Krueger, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> A great joke. It's so funny. <laughs> Um, stay tuned. And then we have Matthew Lillard and Jamie Kennedy in the building. Yeah, we, we have our little introduction, which, to be honest with you, I've not, I've seen this movie, pieces of it more. I've only seen Scary Movie once. I don't like it. I don't like the Scary Movie parodies at all. But for some reason, them being at the fountain stands out to me more than like this actual first scene. Okay. I don't know why. It's weird, but... I mean, we do have a mention of Basic Instinct, Ice Pick. We, we have two do. mentions of Basic Instinct. We have a lot of mentions of... We have the of Ice Pick, and then we have and the, like, Stone. the uh, vaginas, where he's, like, opening his hands, like you're opening... Oh, I didn't like, even notice that. Oh, like, like you're doing the, the hand motions for the B-I-B-L-E song. <laughs> yeah. But we do have a weird, like, a weird, like, sexist guy brag about only a dude could have could have actually like gutted someone like a, a chick couldn't have done it like it's a real weird brag <laughs> <laughs> but then we also like y when you know you see the two of them playing off of each other and like the the the, the little bits of like well i didn't kill anyone well if nobody like there's something about there's there's an exchange and an order of that exchange that is like you did this, you didn't do this, you did this. Because I know we have a whole big, once we get down into like who actually performed what murders. The two killers thing is, is there a better twist in a horror slasher thriller no. ever? No. Literally, I mean, M. Night Shyamalan wishes he could have come up with a two killer theory. Right, I mean, the I best, the, the, the next closest thing is the prestige. <laughs> 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 which then everyone half the people in the prestige thought they were seeing uh 
the other movie. <laughs> oh, I they were seeing The Illusionist? Yes. <laughs> So that's also a double whammy. We know so many people that went to see one or the other of those. And I feel like the prestige is probably looking back better. That's I think that's the only one I've seen, actually. I haven't seen The Illusionist either. It's got what Paul Giamatti and Jessica Beale. I think. I think it also has Fight Club. Edward Norton? Yes. Okay. I okay. think so. Speaking of Fight Club, I mean, Fight Club might be like the opposite of this, where we find out it's only one person. Right, right, right. We like... like two of the best twists in the history down of film. As opposed to, but yeah, we start to see a little bit of that like play of like, I didn't, you didn't, we didn't. We Like, you know, a little bit of that going on. I'll check on going deeper. I bet someone has gone through. Yes, and I'm like, pretty sure they have. Like, does this, does the script fully play? Is there literally a time like... When there is when one or the other of them is missing, and we do have a lot of times when they just like <gasps> on the screen, you know, they're like like into frame. I guess they've been killing somebody, but yes, I think that. I mean, we we do early on, you know, we him showing up is an alibi, and we have Stu talking and Tatum talking about Rosa Gowan talking about the Stu was with me. That's mm-hmm. an alibi. Um, there's, I know I've heard conversations about, there's no way that one of one person could have trust her up that way. Ah, there's uh, no way that only one person could have like that had to have been the two of them working together because we immediately have some, we have someone killing Steve and then we have someone someone like at the the other door in the house and at the other door. And like, they had to be the both of them together. It's cleverer though. It's like, there's two doors in and out. Like, open the door that I'm not at and like there's two of them so that's right I mean obviously the thought is like okay well when just kill someone at my patio door they must not be there but like and also like manhandling one big football dude right right there's no way that that's one yeah, neither one of them that. look read as tough you no, know no they don't um I mean so what else do we have we have I'm gonna swing by the video store Rose McGowan's coming Swinging by the video store. Oh. I miss it. It's I so miss it fun. so much. Because going to the video store is just as much of a date as watching the movie. I mean, it's we see that better. in the holiday, like, that, that's probably the last, one of the last movies we see, like, being at the video store as a date. Oh, man. I just can't even. I'll, you'll, we'll never get that back. Mm-mm. Like, we scroll, you could scroll through for an hour looking for something to watch on Netflix and then go to bed. And there's just no... You know, I, I wouldn't say never, never. Because Amazon tried to bring, bring a fucking physical book Remember store. Remember all the people we were listening? Like, we you, you were with a bunch of children. so hard. We were at a mall, like a pretty high-end mall. And we walked by an Amazon bookstore. And there were so many people in there. And we just laughed standing outside and just laughed at everyone. Everybody was like, it's like an Amazon. They're, they're except like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it, but except it's like in the, in the building. You like, know, it's a store. <laughs> Like B Dalton is rolling over in their grave, <laughs> so is Davis Kid. I don't know, like what who Walden is. But I don't know he's... all three of them <laughs> rolling I mean, over in their grave. Barnes and Noble are both. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. Like, just middle fingers all along the way. <laughs> but she's gonna get what all the right moves. It's like, it's yes. like if you pause it just right, you can see his penis. It's, yes, he is dead. That do anything for you? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard that it's like a shadow. Is that the thing? Oh, I don't know. I think so. All the right moves. Is that him? Is that a football movie? Maybe or 
I don't know. Is Leah know. Thompson in that movie, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. That's not one I know so well. No, no, no. It falls into that genre, I it's think. It's one of the ones that, like, I think I was thinking about putting on our list, and it's not on our list yet, but if it went on our list, seems I would like, not. Seems know. like maybe it should. All right. Seems like when we do that and trying to be good, if it, it is, if it is a football movie, we do okay. all the football movies. And we have Sydney and The Voice the first time. Yes. I remember. What's his name? Alan something or. Who? The voice. Oh. The voice, the actor that plays oh, the voice. Oh, I don't. I have no idea. Okay. No idea. I'll have to look that up because, I mean, it's the same person in all the movies. Right. Like, it, obviously, just into the thing isn't going to make your voice like that. But no. Oh, because... He is the true star of all of, of this franchise. I mean, maybe the best killer ever. It's because... good. Yeah. It's really good. It's terrifying because it's. It's got, I mean, I was as I was listening to it, I was like, it has a Skeet Ulrich vibe. Mm. It really does. It does not have a Matthew Lillard vibe. No, not at all. It does not. It's like, whoa, man. <laughs> and of course she says, like, I'm not some dumb blonde with big boobs. It's just going to run up the stairs and sit out the front door. And of course, as soon as he's in, what she do, she runs up the stairs. Like, and she goes out the front door. And I mean, she's like real like, fuck you. I mean, she's got a real, I mean let's say like your mom your mom was murdered. I mean, you witnessed a murder or murder a year ago you're like bring it true, like, she doesn't true. have the same level of like naivete that the rest of them do um i mean at the end when he's like on top of her and she like sticks her finger in the wound <laughs> it's so it's so smart i mean oh, yeah. yes and that, i mean that's when like yeah them wounding each other you're like oh okay this is this is the opportunity but yeah like i honestly did not remember or think that she was going to be antagonized this soon. And I kind of thought I could relax a little bit. Uh, I was like, we're going to have some jump scares. Like we're going to think this is happening. Oh no, no, no. We ratcheted up quick. We do. And I mean, he's on top and he just like bashes her head into the floor. Oh, that is visceral. Yes. Well, then I have like landlines. Like he's still on the line. She's trying to call 911. So she can't. She calls 911 on her modem. On her modem. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Like, I mean, I'm not entirely sure it works like that. She's like typing in like, like killer in house or whatever. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how that works at all. But we do see her like type 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 at the beginning of this movie. So obviously she she's does, a hacker. She does computers. Yeah. Yes, she yes, knows yes. computers. She types fast. The killer has got to be racking up one huge cellular bill. I mean, <laughs> we had 20 yes. minutes per month at this point and it was like 40 bucks a month and every minute over was like another $8 or something. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, we talked later on about cloning. I was like, is that a thing? Is this early enough or late enough with cellular phones that people know about cloning phones? Like these guys don't seem that sophisticated. I mean, if this were 2016 and Susan Simpson was on the case, this would be solved in 35 seconds. Even Dewey's like, do we... Do we know if they cloned the phone? I was like, right. what? <laughs> Dewey, baby, eat your ice cream. They're like, we got all the records for every cell phone in the valley. Like, I don't know if that's legal. And like, we're cross-referencing them. It's just going to take some time. Like, just see who called the house and, and, and that phone. Like, we don't need all well, the but phones. that's the thing, too. Like, they, they, they do say they're going to do that. So, like, we get him to go away. Then we got Billy right away, um, Skeet Ulrich coming through the window. He drops a, a cell phone. And she's like, fuck, 
it's you. Like, and for someone to immediately be like, there's a cell phone and I don't trust you. Like she's not trust him, trusted him this entire time. No, no. And I had a question later, like when did they start dating? He, he said tra- two years ago. So it would have been when a they year were, before yeah. her mom died. And they're maybe like 15 or something. Are we assuming they're 17? How are we assuming they are? I don't know. I don't know. We don't really know. We don't get a vibe. I mean, in Scream 2, they're in college, but I don't know how much time has passed. I don't know. So maybe they're senior. I don't know. I don't know. We don't get to talk about that, like a conversation about it. We don't see any of them driving. No, not a single. Uh, we see uh, Tatum. She has a VW Bug, an original one, not even like the new one. That's true. Which you don't see many of those anymore. You still saw them like every day. If you were driving to Nashville, you would see a VW Bug. I mean, one of my good friends in college had one for forever. We went to the toga party at her house. Ah, uh, but I mean, I haven't seen one on the road. Oh no! Maybe three or four times. I haven't in a year. even seen a new one a on new the road one. in a million years. It feels like. But yeah, we still saw the originals pretty regularly back then. It did, yeah, 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 for sure. Because he punch bugged, yeah. <laughs> and we got Courtney Cox in her killer neon green yellow suit, and of course she then goes over to her cameraman, calls him what, like a fat ass, fifty pound tub of lard. Like, ugh, that does not age well. Is that? But so. We've got police showing up at Sydney's house. Yes. Arresting Skeet Ulrich. Uh, Dewey manhandling the mask. Yes. Without any gloves. I of was like, course. it's excellent police work. Um, I mean, in Scream 6, is actually a plot point that, like, the DNA of all the killers from the first five movies are all still uh, being able to be found on the masks. I mean, that makes sense. There's a lot of heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Some skin cells. I mean, we probably couldn't have done that back then, but no. touch DNA is a thing, fools. You're going to get caught. And then, yeah, it was just like the fact that the presence of a cell phone is like, oh, damn, who are you? What is this? Um, like, what is the, the the sheriff guy is like, what are you doing with a cellular telephone, kid? <laughs> Does he even answer the question, really? I don't think his, so. Is that his lawyer or his dad? I think it's his dad. He's terrible looking. He is the son of Harry Hamlin and Buster Poindexter. <laughs> yes. So, and he didn't get any good stuff from anybody. <laughs> he got the worst hair, the worst, like, he's not an attractive man. Am I 100% wrong? Like, he has no. the bone structure of a Harry Hamlin, which, that's a deep cut. It he is, from he, L.A. Law. He and, should, I know Harry Hamlin. I mean, he's, I'm sorry, to Clash of the Titans? <laughs> he should be gorgeous. Actually, I mean, like, Harry Hamlin at this point is Lisa Renna's husband. Okay. Because okay. she's not, she's a desperate house, not a desperate housewife. She's a real housewife. A real housewife. The, the, yeah. A, a little column A, a little column B. Let's call it as it is, <laughs> for sure. And then Dewey has red handcuffs oh, hanging. I, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, he has red handcuffs hanging from his desk and a booby inspector hat. Oh, no. It, has, it had boobs on it. No, I didn't see any yeah, of that. Yeah, it's a red hat that said boob inspector, and it had plastic breasts on it. Like, I would have gone with, like, FBI, like, federal I boob inspector. I bet anything, or, those are things that people have put on his desk, because he gets no respect. Maybe, maybe. I don't think, he's too cute and sensitive for that to be his vibe. I mean, he could have gone to spring break and got the hat. And I just, don't think so. I think that that's probably people, like, making fun of him. and he take kind it of, off. Like, it's, it's like, like, on his... You can't see his full monitor because it's like <laughs> hanging on there. <laughs> yeah, real, real uh, missed opportunity on like the female body inspector, a federal booby inspector. Or there, there's so many things you could do with FBI and not just boob inspector. And I'm like, yeah, great. I was like, we got the potential murder suspect, like just making eye, t- eye contact with the potential victim. That works. Yeah, That's allowed point. for sure. 
just staring her down. And then the next thing I have is uh, Sydney confronting Gail. Right before that, I have like, he's like, oh, we'll have the cell phone records tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> the fuck you will. <laughs> There's no way they're getting cell phone records a day later in, in 1996. 1996. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take... Everybody like it's literally like beep, 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 beep. like there's like so many like digital sounds that are happening to make all of that Someone's happen. Gonna print them off on the dot matrix printer and then fax <laughs> them over. <laughs> okay, we're sound effect comedians now, guys. Reese Darby, watch your ass. Sorry, Michael Winslow, I'm coming right, for you. It's right. We do electronics. Police Academy 12. Let's do this. I'm your man. Um. Yeah. The conversation going out the back door and Gail's like, is there a back door? Of course there's a back door. We're going to meet them at the back door. Yes. Go ahead. And okay. I'm going to go ahead and say this movie says bitch too much. It does. And then we've got a right hook and then straight to a stuffed bunny. (laughs) Where she's like, you know, how's your book? Oh, it's great. Like, awesome. Like, I'll have to check it. Look for it. Oh, I'll send you a copy. (laughs) Fair. I, I I think that is justified. No okay. issue with any of that. All right. All right. But yeah, we've got Rose McGowan just like sitting there with her stuffed bunny kicking its feet. She's <laughs> so like, cute. and she's just like reenacting it. She's like, oh, I'll send you a book. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're so badass. And Dewey like brings her ice for hand. He's like, here's for your right hook. Uh, but we do, I skipped over this. She says, are you afraid you fingered the wrong guy again? About Stu. Or about, about about Billy. Did we have a conversation already? Or maybe getting, that comes next. Maybe that comes next. But I'm getting I'm yeah I'm getting school in front of school conversations a little. Yeah, that, that might be when she comes up like I'm not going to hit you this time. I just want to talk off. I think I yeah. think that's it. I think that's it. And that's yeah that's that. Are you afraid you fingered the wrong guy again? And and like then, as like then I have like we have Laura Ashley matching twin set comforters <laughs> totally the time. <laughs> and then we have. You caught it. Linda Blair. I was I was writing something. Linda Blair as one of the reporters. She's like, how did it feel to be almost brutally butchered? <laughs> she says that <laughs> twice. There's, I mean, the references on this are great. And I feel like it starts to start to go, oh, if, if, you, if you are a horror aficionado, and I would not consider myself a horror aficionado, but I know enough. Mm-hmm. I'm enough of a social sociopath to know a lot of things about a lot of things and have a lot of conversations about a lot of things that I don't know a lot of depth but Linda Blair I know um, and then a couple of things you know coming up I know but um, yeah then she comes that this is when she walks over to Gail Weathers and she's like I let, you know I'm not gonna hit you I wanna have a conversation and she says you know do you really think, or did you finger the right guy, wrong guy again? And she's like, you know, you could call me like, she's like, yeah, I think you falsely identified. Like, falsely identified equals liar? That's bold. Right. Like, right. You, you're calling her a liar in the news, liar, liar, liar. And like, yeah, I think you falsely identified. That's different. Like, and I think that from a nuanced standpoint, maybe she did falsely identify, potentially rightfully so given all the facts that she knew we know that and i'm gonna get into some whatever I need to know about cotton leary's uh defense team because i don't feel like they did enough i, I feel like one identify eyewitness uh identification i don't feel like that's an I, we need to get some dna or something like that it sounds like we need a ton of stuff we, we need there's probably some sort of like you know uh 
ineffective assistance of a counsel kind of thing that can come up. We we listen to too much story kind, guys. <laughs> Asterisk. Um, but yeah, I really don't like that. She's like, you've been calling me a liar. Yes, I think you falsely identify. Like that really, really rubs me the wrong way. Here's a person whose mother has been killed and you're calling a liar. That's the words you're choosing to use in the press and everywhere. And then you're using a real clinical term. I mean, do we see her call her a liar? Is that just what she thinks she's being called because she's being accused of falsely identifying someone? Fair. We never, we never see the... Fair. We don't. We just see that like this traumatized young girl saw a person in this jacket and thought it was this guy. And you're saying it's not. I mean... And I'm saying he has an alibi, so it couldn't have been. She doesn't, he doesn't have a good alibi. But anyway, um, but then I've got then I've got Alibi City, which I feel like applies to Stu and to. Um, oh, that's the great part about two killers is everybody has an alibi. That's the perfect. Yeah. It's the everybody perfect. keeps popping up when this happens. It happens, you know, so we don't have like Billy has Billy has an alibi. He was in jail. Like he couldn't. Yeah. Right. Because we get the phone call. We get the phone call at. Tatum's house at Rose McGowan's house. But then we have a question about that later on, which you yes. think, you know, then he's like, oh shit, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but man, we have like Skeet Ulrich. He has such an unfortunate name. But if I said on the podcast where we we're just talking in person, like, a man looks good in a plain white tee. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you literally said it 15 minutes ago. 15 minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> you did. I couldn't remember if it was on or off air. No, 15 minutes ago. All totally right. into it. And then, of course, we have like a. I think it's time you got over your mother's murder and start doing me. Like, what? The- yeah, that's where I have. I think that it's a little bit later, but basically, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, boys and the statute of limitation on dicks. Yeah, like I, read the room, bro. I mean, like you're you're constantly like hitting Stu and saying, read the room, read the room, read the room. And you're like. Yeah, like, I know your mom died, like, a year ago tomorrow, but, like, you should probably get over it and start boning. I mean. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry. Nobody. And that that's, we are supposed to know or think this guy might be a killer. And right. so he's that way. This shows up all the fucking time <laughs> in all kinds of teen movies. And we're supposed to, ag- most of the time, we're supposed to agree with him. Right. Like, you should grow from this. and <laughs> Right. And so this is not an anomaly, and it only at this moment we do actually find out he's a murderer. That we go, oh, he's trash. But every movie up to this point, and even past this point, is like, oh yeah, you should get past your trauma because, like, I'm just, I'm feeling like you're rejecting me, and it really hurts my feelings. I'm really sad. And, uh, like your uh, trauma is, I, I get it, but like, I want to fondle some boobs, and like, I just, I just feel like we can't connect. Like, you don't love me unless you sit on my dick <laughs> oh boy and then I said we have uh, Principal Fonzie is wielding scissors there's a, a person running through the halls in a mask and he uh, he gets intense real quick and I was like I was like yeah you know I thought Fonzie was a trisand but <laughs> hashtag 40 old virgin if you don't know and then we have the scene in the women's bathroom the like little globe soap dispensers are so cool Oh, you, you remember those? Oh, we didn't have those. Like the little like push. That's the powder. Is it the powder in those? We've had this whole conversation that we Because went, they have them at Sea Salt, the uh, seafood restaurant. They also have them at the Noel. Ah. And 
everyone's like, no, it's like some sort of like extra cool exfoliation. I was like, no, it is like old school bullshit borax. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that because the first place I ever saw one was a place that actually sells a salt scrub. Got it. But no, like that's the kind of soap we used to have. <laughs> Just like dry, powdery, weird shit. <laughs> that is like old school, school stuff. And they were like trying to make it like funny. Oh, no, no. It's at the goat. <laughs> oh, okay. That is who has it. But yeah, no, it's probably cheap, but also like, haha, you remember, right? <laughs> and then the bathroom floor is just too gross. I feel like they would never make a bathroom floor that gross again in a movie. Like if it came out today, the bathroom floor would probably, it'd probably be spotless, like a high school bathroom. I don't remember. Which, the, I don't remember looking at the bathroom floor. There was just enough detritus and gross dampness and smears on it. I didn't notice that because all. we look like she's looking under the stalls, and then we right. see the feet come down. But I probably wasn't really. There's looking. like just a little bit of toilet paper over here, like a wrapper over there. It's it, it's gross enough. I feel like now if they're gonna make it that gross, they're gonna go like full like train spotting gross, or they're gonna <laughs> go like the opening of uh, saw gross, or they're gonna go spotless. But yeah, so we have this whole diatribe about like cheerleader and weird chick that. Do not seem like they would be friends. Having a little conversation about how, oh, Sydney must have faked it. Really, she's probably have some sort of mental break like her mom. For her mom dying, now she wants to kill people. She doesn't want to kill herself because that's just out. Killing people now is out, like suicide. So I'm just going to go and kill people. And that she's probably it. And it's like, Sydney's like, great, cool. Then she's alone in the bathroom, like, which is creepy. Being alone in like a public bathroom like that can be really creepy. Um, and then it's like she hears something just a little bit. She hears her name. And then we see she's looking under the stalls and we see boots, boot, jeans, boot, and then like and dress. the lowering of the, yeah, the ghost face dress. And it's like, fuck. Good shot. It is a good really, shot. Really effective. It is a good shot. And uh, yeah, next thing I have, like she gets away, obviously. Right. Is. Gail and Dewey flirting, and they're oh, knowing the true story of how he just got on drugs and everything split apart, and it's so sad because they're adorable together. They're adorable, and then I mean, if you've watched later on the film, like I mean, I've not watched. This is not a franchise that I've like watched religiously, but seeing five and like later on, like their like connection again in five, I'm just like. Uh, <laughs> it's brutal oh it's brutal hey, like, like do you work out or does, does the force make you work out like no but i do it because muscle mass helps uh overcome my boyish good looks <laughs> this little mustache <laughs> and then we've got she's like is something going on is there a reason why we got this much police attention and then we have a over the loudspeaker given given you know current circumstances schools are all suspended indefinitely and everybody's like yay and running out and leaving she's like something happened tell me about it he's like um i'm not sure i could really tell you about it but yeah sydney's dad's still not accounted for and uh yeah but i gotta go bye <laughs> we do have the line though like i'm, tw- I'm 25 like oh well all the demographic stuff says that i'm my best whatever is 18 to 24 and like well, ma'am, I was 24 for a whole year before I turned 25. <laughs> it's cute. It's very cute. Um, we've got everybody cleared out. We've got, we have some sounds happening, a little bit of like, so uh, we got Fonzie principal. 
Oh, looking around. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. He's like looking around, like hearing things, kind of doing a little exploration. He sticks his head out the door, and we have a janitor. It's like who all is you people are like exact, <laughs> degenerates, or whatever. Right, like, and then he's like dressed exactly like Freddy Krueger, <laughs> and he's like, "Not you, Fred." <laughs> He's like, oh, like what? Yeah, it's like a quick like blip. Was that Wes Craven? I was l- meaning to look that up. I'll I'll look it up. It could have been. It was so fast. It didn't look like Wes Craven. I mean, he had a different beard and he had hair or he had a hat. I don't know. But if that was that would have been hilarious. And if it wasn't, it should have been. It should have been. Or Patrick Robert England, one or the other. Yeah, it wasn't Robert England. I don't think. I don't so. think no, so. No. And then, like, Henry Winkler starts hearing things, mm-hmm. and he's like, huh, huh, huh. he opens up his closet. He has, like, a full wardrobe. Like, is he changing clothes in that closet, like, in that room? He has, like, just normal clothes. It's not like a coat or something. Like, who has Maybe. that many clothes in their office? I mean, principals probably work weird long hours. Like, they know. got events, like, school events. Maybe they change. I don't know. And then he turns around, and... We got, we got the killers, and and that's where this is when I have the note. I was like, "Is this our first like fast daytime killers?" Mm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about this type like genre of horror to know, but it feels like it is. I feel like it's usually nighttime. I mean, a, a lot of killings in Friday the Thirteenth happen during the day because they're in the woods. You wouldn't be able to see anything at night. True. I don't know. I mean, sleepaway camp. There might be some day killings. Definitely Sleepaway Camp 2, but... But people are taking a lot of risks. I mean... Uh, yes, true, true, true. It's just anyone could walk in at any moment, and you're in, you're in a costume. Like, it's a lot, but... Like, these must be some rich kids that they can afford, because there's masks everywhere. Yes. You know, like, like, they could... I could... If I were to save up to buy one of those masks, like, that would have been my allowance for... And that's part of the thing three too. Months, four we've months. we've got what well, we've got Fonzie earlier, like with the scissors. Like, he's expelling guys for like running around the school in the mask. Like, so how do people know right away that they're wearing those masks? Like, we don't have any conversation about that at all. Like in the news, we don't have any conversation about because there's no way they didn't know that earlier with the with Drew Barrymore and her boyfriend. We know it was Sydney because you know we've got she saw them and then we have a mask left behind. But that fast to go buy those masks? This is, is this Halloween? Do we know? We don't get any vibe. This is Halloween. Well, Dewey says that every dime store in town sells them. No, I, I don't think that's the case. They do not, unless it's Halloween after this movie came out. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like I'd ever seen this mask before this movie. No, I will have to say, and it's probably in terrible, terrible form that i did go to a party once with a date and he was dressed like this and i was dressed like like in a plaid skirt and like yeah like as a like as a school girl queen, school girl yes yes probably terrible sounds cute i don't know but <laughs> and then we have schools out for and, summer yeah alice cooper i know it's maybe not the best week to be an alice cooper fan he said some pretty garbage things but uh, what can I say? I mean, oh, did he? I didn't hear him. I, I don't know. Do you get a little bit of a pass in your seventies for not being current with sexual identities? And I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated. It hurts people. It hurts people, and that's not good. 
I think it really depends on where you put your money and where you like actually act. Like, but the when you say things, it's not good. No. But maybe when you say things, maybe you learn a little bit. Potentially, maybe somebody reaches out to you. Maybe Kesha reaches out and says, "Hey, dude, right? It's not cool. <laughs> like this is how we're doing things now, right? Maybe, maybe Kesha, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> and we have this is starting to sound like a West Carpenter flick. <laughs> Well done, Tatum Rose McGowan. Yes. Well done. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, we're at Blockbuster. Everyone's like it's a run on the Blockbuster because everybody's out of school. So everybody's renting movies. And it's like wild. <laughs> like we're almost out of horror movies. Everybody's in there. Yeah. Like we've got, and then we've got a poster with Jamie Lee Curtis that a movie that does exist that we didn't know. And we kind of laughed that it's like, okay, we're getting like all these different little cameos and cameo issues, but like, they're putting Jamie Lee everywhere. In but they couldn't movie. get they Jamie couldn't Lee. Get <laughs> they could not, I obviously could not get Jamie Lee to pop up in this movie. It's the movie Mother's Boys. And then right next to it is a poster for Green Jelly. <laughs> like that used to be Green Jello that had the um, Three Little Pigs song. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Man. They were, the ba- they were the first band on video. They didn't release an album. They released a VHS video of music videos. And they only released an album like a year later. It was like the soundtrack to their video. Interesting. Yeah. And we have Stu wearing headphones as a fashion accessory. I would not have thought that was a thing in 96. That was a choice. Very much so. I mean, maybe he had a disc man or a walkman. I have no idea. But he's just like wearing them around his neck. Yeah, I don't feel like I saw that a lot. But I don't I don't know. Maybe we did. Um but he's having a conversation with Jimmy Kennedy. Jimmy Kennedy's so, totally saying, like, oh, yeah, totally skeet Aldrich is the murderer. Um, right. 100%. He's like, yeah. Like, there's, you know, there's not really – it's a millennial. We don't really need big motives, like, to kill your girlfriend. It's like, all if there. You, if you get too complicated, you lose your target audience. Right. He's, he's really laying out the rules. And then we have Billy pop up, and they're, like, on either side of him. And, like, these are supposed to be his friends, right? Like, they're, like, in a group together. And I was like, why – there's always like this group we see a lot in film or TV. It's like the nerdy the, kid always gets bullied a little bit by but the it's cool not kids. That in the- nerdy. He looks just like them. Like if we were put them in a lineup of like, he and, works at a video store. He likes movies. Yeah, but that's only because he's talking. Like we, it's only that's the character that <laughs> they've chosen. He doesn't look any different than them in terms of like, hey, who would be the cool guy in this scenario? Oh yeah, that really tracks in like seventeen, seventeen to eighteen year old guy culture. Great, <laughs> you know. Well, no, I know, but like. Also, but it's also, why do people choose this? I was like, he's in this group with them and they treat him like shit. Like, this is so common. But it's like, he's, they're terrifying. Like, oh, yeah. Like, in his face, like. And, I mean, did we say, this might be the first time I remember hearing the millennium. Could be. 96, I mean. Not it, the it, last time we'd hear it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we were just talking today eating breakfast about Dracula 2000. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talk about a movie that has aged poor. I mean, it wasn't great to begin with. But like well, how many 2000s were there? But then also, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about this before. We went to see a midnight movie of the Lost Boys 
And it was introduced by Corey Feldman, who was in town for like a horror convention. He was hyped up. <laughs> um, and we got to see a video of his, of a music video of his, of a song called Millennium. Had to have been 2010. We'd been married for a while. Right. And we got married in 2006. And this was not a video that came out in the early 2000s. No, this this was, like, was It came out like current. last week. <laughs> and the, mu- the song was called Millennium. And like... It was, yeah, like, oh, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What movie? Maybe it's too early because he's starting to Lillard. But, like, what movie does Lillard Lillard the hardest in? I don't know because he pretty... He He Lillard's pretty hard. In Hackers. He Lillard's pretty hard in Hackers in a different kind of way. He Lillard's pretty hard in She's All That? Oh, yeah. And that's that's later, though. She's All That is later. Yeah. Hackers is earlier. Hackers is earlier. He's just Lillard all the way. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe we need to watch Hackers and like compare like where he Lillard's hardest. I don't know. He's really leaning into a different kind, a slightly different type of character. His like spittle dripping out of his face holes in this is amazing. I mean, was he directed to do that or was he just going for? I don't know. He's we not don't a bad see actor. Him... He's no, he's a great actor, and but we don't see him truly. In rare form in this movie until like all shit has hit the fan. Yeah. So he he's really minimally used until chaos ensues. But I'm mean, like he did SLC Punk, really good movie, really great performance. He, I, I mean he's great. Yeah. And he's got a new bourbon that we need to check out. Yes, we do definitely, definitely. And then we have them talking about if we're gonna make a movie of this. And of course, what does Sydney say? They're like, who would play you? She's like, uh, he's like, oh, I, Dewey says, like, I think it'd be a young Meg Ryan. Right. Like, it'd probably be Tori Spelling. <laughs> Inside joke, Tori Spelling plays Sydney Prescott in Stab One at the be in the movie. It's the movie in the movie of uh, Scream Two. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like where I think Jada Pickett Smith or something gets stabbed like in the movie theater. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen two. Okay, yeah. And they're watching Stab and Tori Spelling is playing her. Funny. Very funny. So they go to the store. They're buying. So Stu's having a party. Everybody's going to come over because school's out forever. And he's like, bring food. They go to the store. They're getting food. They're getting popsicles. Seems weird. Yeah. Wild to me. They're, she says that she is sexually anorexic. anorexic. That is not. No part of that phrase is aged no. well. No, she's listening to her instincts. She's not comfortable around a murderer. <laughs> fair. Real fair. Your vagina's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I have is the deputies out, or the, the sheriff's out smoking, which smoking in a movie in 1996. And Dewey comes up and he's got his ice cream cone. I know. <laughs> and they're just sitting there. It's like just ice cream cone versus cigarette acting. It is. It's so cute. It's so good. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I thought you quit. He's like, I did. And they're like, we found like we haven't found his, the dad. Like it's the like it's a, a day away from the anniversary. It's definitely him. He's wreaking revenge. We're gonna find him. Throws a cigarette down, and you were like, I can't believe that that they didn't have direct him to throw his ice cream cone. Down. I mean, did that not feel like that? <laughs> it would have been so good. I just like this sheriff is like. Smoking and saying cellular, like, tell me you're 70 in 1996. (laughs) (laughs) Littering pisses me off. Like, the cameraman, I'm not saying he deserved to get his throat gutted, but I don't like him. 
No, he's he doesn't like him either, though. He's like tagging around with her. He's like, fuck. He's got to like be around with this like highly ambitious woman. He hates his life. He just wants like a real easy like cat like cat fashion show type of vibe to record. He's not wanting to jump in and out of vans and stuff. I feel like later on in one of the movies, like the cameraman is just like, wait a minute, like, fuck this, just gets in the van and drives off. I could be completely imagining that, but I feel like that's a thing. It feels right. So we're at the party. We've got Dewey's driven Rose McCowan and Nev Campbell to the party. He's supposed to like not lose them, lose her out of his sight. He's just like, have fun, guys. I'm going to hang out here. This but This house is huge. It is huge. We see it from the outside. It's all like, of their houses are huge. There's wings on it. Yes. They're all huge. Is Stu wearing like a Hugh Hefner smoking jacket? Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> he totally is. Um, we got Gail Weathers pulling up um, on the, and Dewey's like, hey, what you doing here? She's like, I don't know, hanging out with you. And he's like, I would be happily obliged if you <laughs> join me at this party. And they go into the party. She takes a handheld camera, sets it up so she can, they can watch everything that's going on inside, outside of the van. Good plot device. Like a 30 second yeah. delay. Good plot well, device. Well, yeah, because like he walks out and he's like, oh, I didn't even see you coming. I must have a 30 second delay. And like, all right, all right, clock it. <laughs> it's gonna come back. Yes. Um. So let's see. Next thing I have is Tatum going to get beers. Go to get, get all the beers. I mean, because yeah, because what's his fucking face do is like, go get me some beer. She's like, what? Am I your beer maid or whatever she says? I don't know. Like, why aren't there beers in the regular fridge? Got to go out to the garage fridge for beers. I don't know. So she goes. She's like messing with the garage door. Like, so we have a little bit of like, okay, that's a thing. She gets beers. The door closes. My mother was in the kitchen when we were watching this scene. Mm. And I just remember thinking, please don't turn around and see her nipples. Just, just please just to stay in the kitchen looking like washing your dishes. What, her nipples through the shirt? Yes. Oh, I didn't clock them at all. I, I don't know if I noticed them today because of then (laughs) (laughs) like they are visible and i mean like now it's just it's all the time there's nipples everywhere but like y'all we live in Asheville, bachelorette central you are accosted by nipples constantly i mean this would be like watching friends i mean i mean friends there's a lot of nipples but like regular everyday life when you live in a bachelorette town a lot of nipples. I was just so terrified that she was going to turn around and see it. And I just knew, like, off, you know? <laughs> just, 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 I just, she wouldn't have it. cared that this person died in a horrible way. No, just no, no, nipples. no. Like, like, just, just, like, just kill her already. Just kill her already. <laughs> like, like, no, no, no. Like, don't hug the beers to your chest, the, the ice cold beers. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, 18 ice cold beers up against your chest. Like, stop it. <laughs> What was Ashley's vibe on all of this? Since this is what she'd wanted to watch, did you guys sit and watch this together? Um, yeah, I guess I, I have no idea. Was she scared or? I mean, she probably watched this on Friday night with her girlfriend, and then I probably watched it like on Saturday morning because I was like, "What the? Like, how is this allowed?" And so. <laughs> They probably didn't really watch it. I bet probably not. It probably, was just, not. probably just on. Um. 
So yeah, so doors closed, doors locked. She's like, fuck you guys. And then she's like, well, I'm just going to hit the garage door. We're going to go out this way. And then the door is closing and we got we got our killer there. And she's like, ha ha, funny, funny. Everybody thinks it's Randy <laughs> when it's a uh, caller or the killer. And she's like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, you're going to like be the scary, gross killer. You're going to make me like your victim. And she's like nodding and she's like, She's just got like all kinds of attitude, and then, then we're on like murder zone. And he pulls out the knife and just cuts her on the arm. That bleh. and she's like, "Fuck!" And but so she, she starts like kicking him and throwing beers at him. Yeah, I don't think beer bottles explode on dicks like that. They should though. It's cool. It's fine. And then of course, like she's trying to get she calls away. Him Mr. Ghostface. She does. I, I have that noted. I, I was like, "Is she the thing. one who?" She is. But no one else heard it. No. So he becomes the ghost face killer, like down the line at some point. I guess that's the name of the mask. But I don't know if that's what happened first. No, I think the mask was just like the scream mask. But yeah, like because it was like the, you know, of course, like visual me or uh, audio medium here. I'm doing the Edvard Munch painting. But I think that they like did a lot of hunting for the right one Mm -hmm. for this. But yeah, like she... I have that noted too. Like, is she the first one to call the ghost face killer? I think, I, yeah, I had no, I just assumed that was just a name that came around through just inter, the early days of the internet. And yeah, I yeah. don't think I realized that she coined it. She did. She did. And I question the physics of this death scene. I don't think the garage door opener is doing that. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem. They do show it's struggling a little. It is struggling. It, it, it seems like it should have a safety measure. But I've also had my car trunk accost me before uh, and not stop when I thought it should have stopped. No, I've had like an automated seatbelt in the 1990s oh, for sure. car. Just like, like, eh, like eh, decide like, I'm sorry, Dave, I'm going to choke the life out of yes. you. You're you're hurting the planet or whatever. I've had that happen, too. <laughs> I've definitely had that happen. So I don't know. But like. Things like this are things that scare me. I have seen a video like it was worked out fine, but it's like some, you know, internet, whatever. And guys like waiting for an elevator and he's sitting there. Oh, I hate that video. And like the dog is yes, there. Yes, I hate that video. I do too. Like he like saves the dog. Yeah. Like he's like looks up and like a dog hanging there. I'm like, what asshole doesn't realize that the their dog wasn't in the elevator? Like anyway. Also, it just makes me think of only murders in the building. We all had an elevator play, but... <laughs> And then we have Randy saying as if and them calling her Alicia. That's good. Good little uh, timely reference. And we have the. Um, oh, I mean, we have a lot of talk about Jamie Lee, too. Yeah. Like she's the scream queen. She's in this movie, that movie, this movie, that movie. And they're they're going to watch Halloween. Mm-hmm. They decide as a group to watch. And they do talk about trading places. That's on the forbidden list. I think that might be a Christmas movie this year. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. And then we have. Gail saying, has a sleazy tabloid journalist ever won a Pulitzer? Surely. I think, actually, didn't the the guy at the National Enquirer win a Pulitzer for uh, outing the break in the, was it John Edwards or John Kerry, one of the presidential candidates, and his affair? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was the National Enquirer actually won a Pulitzer for, for breaking that story. I feel like we're primetime slash slashy slashy slash trashy uh like all journalism is none of it's <laughs> i don't think any of it's highbrow anymore no no so then we've got i've got billy coming in are we there yet for yeah you? exactly he's like, he's like, like uh, uh, out of breath just murdered like 17 people <laughs> right, right right because 
one of the theories I've seen is like they they murder each other's. Mm. So like we we hear that Stu dated Drew Barrymore briefly. Mm-hmm. So it was probably Billy that killed gotcha, her. Gotcha. Well, because Stu has an alibi. Stu yeah. has an alibi. Like, and we have uh, Skeet Ulrich showing up, but it's probably after the fact. And then we've got Billy killing Stu's girlfriend. They're not like so that it's not. It's like strangers on a train, a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um. You know, and then most likely that Stu was attempting to kill Sydney all of those times mm. so that Billy could seem. So Stu's worse at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stu is worse at it. Stu, yeah, Stu's not good. Um, but we know that. I think that we know that deep down, especially when we get to the end, Stu is worse at it. <laughs> but yeah, so we're uh, we're going up to the master bedroom, the parents' bedroom in this huge house. And I'm pretty sure it's a full-size bed. It's a small bedroom. It it's, it's very dark. Um, and so she's talking about like, I'm, I know you, I think I'm so bad. I'm terrible. It's like, I keep thinking I'm some sort of like, you know, my mother and this and a bad seed and this and that. And I'm like, that's like the plot of all horror movies is like bad seed. Right. Right. It's like, it's all a movie. And it's like, you're not allowed to pick your genre. Mm-hmm. She's like, I really wish I had a Meg Ryan genre. She's like, or even just a good porno. And he's like, wait, what? No 15 to 17 year old girl says that line. That is a no. line written by a 35 year old male that thinks he's clever working for Harvey Weinstein. Sorry. but A hundred percent. He's like, what? She's like, you heard me. So it's like, all right, it's on. And then we've got Jamie Kennedy downstairs talking about like, oh, you're going to die if you're not a virgin. hundred percent. Right. Do real teenagers banter? Because I felt like when I was a teenager, we bantered constantly. And I feel like all movies about teenagers, there's so much good banter. I bet you if I actually just like went and observed. And no, I'm not going to just go and observe teenagers. I'm no. going to get up on a list, you know. <laughs> like I'm just in my van with my camera just observing the banter. <laughs> I don't feel like there is, but I don't know. I feel like teenagers talking to each other has got to be just so annoying. I think they just text each other. Okay, okay. But so we have rules to survive a scary movie. Yes. Like never have sex and everyone's like boo. boo. <laughs> like never drink or do drugs. Everyone's like boo. Yay. <laughs> like, yeah. Drink ahead. And, and like it's the sin factor. And step three, never say I'll be right back. And of course then Stu's like, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> so we have some side by side of like what's happening in Halloween and what's happening with them. Like the kind of the, you know, ooh, the gratuitous boob shot with PJ Souls. Uh, Welcome the, back to the podcast, PJ yeah. Souls. I mean, if we've done, did we do Stripes? Like, we didn't do Stripes the full episode. Did we do it in our mini so Maybe, but we did Carrie. We did Carrie as Carrie. well, yeah. Um, and so then, you know, we've got that and then we got the upstairs. It's like the kind of like back and forth. If we didn't do Stripes, let's do Stripes. I feel like we did, what, Ghostbusters and Die Hard and we did a, several of the like mini ones. Yeah. I don't remember if Stripes was in that or not. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't remember. We need to check the notes. Yes. Check the the log. I'm being eaten by a cat. Um, So, yeah, like back and forth of like what's happening, like as, you know, sex is starting to ensue um, upstairs with Billy and Of course, there's an obligatory tit shot right as she pulls her shirt off. Yeah. Like, Like yeah. So they do do some good back and forth with that. Um, And then we've got... So they're having sex. She doesn't seem really into it. Like she still is not 
totally like convinced that he's not a terrible person. Um, and, but then we've got downstairs, Jamie Kennedy gets a phone call and he's like, what, what? And he's like, the principal's been murdered and splayed out on the, on the goal, the field goal. And everybody's like, yay. Like, let's go see him before they can cut him down. Like gross. Yeah. And everybody runs out and leaves. And we have Gail and Dewey kind of walking to go see the, the car that was found. Right. And like, do you know what the constellation is? Like, no. Like, what is it? Like, I, I don't know. I was asking you. <laughs> he is adorable. He really is film. adorable. And so then we've got everybody racing off. They almost run them down. They roll down the hill. Like we have a little bit of a moment. They kiss. And she's like, oh, is that what you're looking for? He's like, all my life. He's like, she's like, no, <laughs> the car. He's like, uh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, it's Sydney's dad's car. He must be here trying to murder everyone. Like, let's go. And they're running back. And um, Billy's like, what do I need to do to prove to you that I'm not a murderer? I don't believe he's sitting on the floor. That's the this bed is too small. Like she's getting dressed again. And And he's getting dressed, but he's sitting on the floor. But she's also like, hey, like, who did you call when you had when you were arrested? You get like one phone call. He's like, I called my dad. She's like, oh, no, because the the sheriff called your dad. And he's like, oh, no, um, like. I called, but he didn't answer. She's like, oh, okay. Is that a real thing? Is the one phone call thing? It's in so many movies. Is it actually law anywhere? I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. But she's like, um, yeah. So like, that would be, he's like, what do I need to do? She's like, oh, I'm just saying like, I, I of course I believe you, but it'd be, you know, real, a real impressive thing to do if you use your one phone call to call me and like make everybody think that it wasn't you. Like, you know, it'd be real helpful if I could see you and the killer in the room together. Yeah. Like. Da, da, da. <laughs> he's like what do we need to do and then the killer comes and slashes him and he you know it's just like no and then we're on the run and so we know it's we know we know it's stew or we we know at this we know later on it's stew we don't necessarily know at this right. point that it's stew but it's still bumbly. we have no idea what like the first time i saw this movie in 1996 i had no idea what just happened I mean, way to go, Craven. Like, you pulled the wool over my eyes because I 100% thought it was him. And, like, oh, it's not him. He's dead now. Like, the good. I can't remember job. the writer of this is because I feel like this was pretty. Wes Craven had a lot to do with this, but I feel like the writer of this, like, really had this all kind of laid out and brought it to Craven mm-hmm. as, like, what do you think? Um, but yeah, very good on this team. I mean, this this script is well put together for a thriller and i mean change the way that horror and the movies were made like i mean do you think we don't get an avengers without this hmm i hadn't thought about that but i, I was gonna that. say we don't get a clerks without this but we like we actually see a video of clerks in this but this this really like movies being aware that there are movies yeah that meta kind of situation so then we're on the chase. We're on the run. She's running out. She falls on a boat. I feel like that would hurt worse. I feel like that would hurt pretty bad. I don't know. She yeah. She like I'm running on a boat, motherfucker. Sorry. She's like yeah, like lock, like locking him. She and then running up to the attic. Now she's stuck, like trying to get out the out the window. He's grabbed her. She falls. You know yeah that we've got. And then she's running for the the van. I've got basically like thirty second delay. 
Sydney cameraman. Like I just have like, like line by line by everybody's line. Everybody's asleep. Like the cameraman's asleep. Randy's asleep. Randy's probably drunk, but yeah, all Randy's of a sudden, drunk. like he wakes up, like turn around, look behind you, look behind you. Yeah, man, he's, he's talking to the movie you. while it's happening to him. And the cameraman, like look behind you, kid, look behind you. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna thirty second delay. It looks out, like Sydney's there, and the door is open. It's like so he knows, like fuck. And then killer's there. He gets stabby stabbed. And then Sydney's on the run again. And then we've got Dewey coming back. Dewey's gone inside. Dewey's got her his gun. He kind of thinks whatever. He is not clearing a room properly. He is no. like pointing his gun at the ceiling. He and... They've never dealt with any of this. This is a little tiny small town. Like, you... Let me see if I got my bullet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was listening to Ghosted by Russ Hernandez and like they were talking about the like they do ev- like EVPs or EV please like whether it's actually hearing a ghost or it's ridiculous <laughs> and it's like this guy is claiming we did like have Don Knotts on the- <laughs> hearing like Don Knotts it's so good <laughs> um, but so yeah Don Knot Dewey is channeling a lot of Don Knotts great and so this- we have Gail running out to the uh- to the van like kenny i need the cellular kenny i need the cellular like they that just must have been what you said back then i guess and there's a lot of blood kenny's nowhere to be found there is a cheeto in the blood which is a clue i mean he's always eating something and it is not bad form 1990s miramax i mean it really is i mean considering what's his fucking face is such a fat ass mm. sorry i'm not sorry about calling calling harvey weinstein, weinstein a fat, a fat ass. ass is one of the nicest things you could say about his horrible horrible devil self so anyway um so she's getting in the car she's like trying to call 911 she's calling 911 then is it dewey that like shows up and she like Hits him in the face with the phone. No, it's Randy. Oh, it's okay, Randy. And then cl- trying to clear the 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 windshield wipers. It's glass. It's blood. She's going forward, sliding back, and and Kenny, her cameraman, slides down the front, which is you know terrifying and awful. Then she's trying to get away, get him off the car. She's like, "I'm sorry, but you have to get off my fucking van." <laughs> and then she's. Is there some movie where there's like a body on a windshield? It might be a crank movie or something. It's something like turns on the windshield wipers it's like hitting the person in the cheek i feel like that's right it might even be be statham's on the windshield uh, maybe maybe i don't know um and so then yeah then she's like driving away she could get away and then sydney's there like flagging her down and she swerves and crashes and then sydney's sydney's been stabbed because we have a whole situation with yeah at this it's, yeah it's, yeah she's yeah. been stabbed in the shoulder yeah Oh, she's been stabbed in the shoulder already. Then she's running up and she Dewey comes out the front door and he's so been stabbed. By this point, everybody is bloody. Like that's yeah. like everybody has wounds. Right. And so Jamie Kennedy is maybe the the freshest of but he's like limping weird from being hit in the face with the cellular like three times. <laughs> I don't know. He looks like he's been stabbed in the hamstring. I don't know. <laughs> he tore his quads. He doesn't seem jacked enough for that, but so yeah, Dewey's been stabbed. Then Sydney's running into the into his Jeep. We've got whoever is ghost face at this moment, which I guess is Stu, um, is, you know, chasing her around the car, like locking doors, locking doors, unlocking doors. He's got the keys back open. That she's, was a like she's like looking for like trying to turn the ignition and, and he's, he's like, like ding, 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 outside. Okay, good 
very good scene. And calling 911 because she's got the dispatch. She's like called it or whatever. And she's being attacked. She runs out like running back into the house. Um, She's got Dewey's gun, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got Dewey's gun. That's also when we've got Jamie Kennedy running up. We've got Stu running up. They're blaming each other. Um, she closes the door on them. Skeet Ulrich rolls down the stairs, you know, and then then she takes the gun. He takes the gun. She's got the gun. Like, they were like, we're starting to have it all unfold. Yeah. Like, he's a bad dude. Like, he shoots Randy. Yeah, he shoots Randy. Then we've got, you know, coming in. Then Stu's coming in. Like, they're both obviously you know together that's when we find out the two killers i mean one of the greatest we got like yeah they both have the voice changer and and going through it and then you know it's kind of like okay what's gonna happen and like oh i got a surprise for you and they pull out her dad and but here's where i think there's some there's some theories that i know like that that there's like you know, some some gay kind of undertones here huh. that Stu is really in love with Billy. Okay, okay. We've got some real closeness, some like very close body like contact in, in all of this. And there's a moment when Billy is like, finally, she's like, tell me why, tell me why. It's like, oh, we don't really need an emotive. Like, why do you want a motive? Like, this is what's going to happen. He's like, you know, oh, but then he does. He tells her, you know, your mom was sleeping with my dad. That's why my mom left. That's why I was abandoned. That's why we did this. And there's a shift and Matthew Lillard dies. Mm. Like he didn't know. Mm. He didn't know we had a real motive. Gotcha. He thought we were doing something together as like just this like spree kind of thing. Like we were being wild. We were being reckless. Like there was real no serious moments. Mm. Like, and he kind of realized that maybe this wasn't us something doing something together. Yeah, Matthew Lillard, his, he does change after he gets stabbed a few times. True. Like, you That'll change him. <laughs> yeah. But there's the idea that, like, yeah, the Billy is really the one that's driven to, like, kill. Stu's along for the ride because he's, you know, either got, like, this just, you know, bromance or actually is in love with him. Um, and I think that there's actually the writer of this film, I think, is a gay man. And that is something he's kind of confirmed as, you know, potentially was part of the part of the thought process okay, in terms okay. of it. Um, yeah, and I think a real, we see like, that. Lyle and Eric Menendez thing going on here. There's really, like one of them is more in charge than the other. You know, it's- for sure. For sure. And it's like, OK, like this is what's going to happen. You like. Your your dad's in charge. Like we're giving him, we cloned his cellular. Here's the cellular we're putting in his pocket. Here's the voice changer we're putting in his pocket. He's, you know, we're gonna kill you because he's gonna kill you, and then he's gonna turn the gun on himself, and we're gonna be the only ones that survive. He's gonna have rope marks. He's gonna have tape. He's gonna have tape on his face. face. But this is a small town. They're not gonna investigate that because they're gonna have two survivors that are gonna tell them everything that happened. I guess theoretically is what they think is gonna happen. But they're supposed they're like we're gonna be wounded we know it'd be stupid there's no way that we could not be wounded so we're gonna stab each other each and so it'll look a little bit more lifelike i don't know why they don't do wait to do this until after, after they've, they've done everybody else everything but like matthew is like damn man like that's a lot like, that hurts me too hard <laughs> he's not me too hard and then like, they are definitely playing like stab chicken they're kind of like 
like where you like you punch someone and they punch you and like it's I've like, never done that, but I've seen it happen and it just escalates. Like, yeah, it's like, and then you see you see Sydney like look at her dad like, okay, let's let's just like let them do this thing and see how this happens because they might kill them each other and we don't even have to worry about this. Um, and that's where all of this movie starts to change, where it's like, oh, the way that it ended, it's like, oh yeah, this movie's smart. Mm-hmm. This movie's got some like levity and because once we once we start having. Like Matthew Lillard steals the end of this movie. Oh my goodness! He is like, it's just spitting and screaming and, and like talking about the sequel. Blood and- everywhere. He's like dripping. Like you see it. Like you see it. Like it's pouring out. It's like, oh, this is too much. You yeah, should like, not be losing yeah, like this his, much blood. His sleeve. There's blood coming out. Yeah, and- like that's a lot. And it's like man, like starting to bleed from the mouth. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, man, it's like I'm in woozy. Like I think you stabbed me too hard. Like I think I'm dying, man. <laughs> and like. You know the the they get away because they're too preoccupied, and um, then we've got well even before that we've got Gail coming in with the gun. Like I think she said she was dead. like she looked dead, man. It's like she still does. <laughs> and so then then but then we've got she doesn't know how to use a gun. She's shaking a little bit with it, and you know Billy says something about safety needs to be off as he like kicks her and knocks her into dumping her on top of. Good line is she's like. Like, I like the one where like the sleazy tabloid journalist like wakes up, finds the gun, and saves the day. And he's like, I like that ending. Yeah, it's like okay, we could be maybe maybe this will solve everything. Like if you do this, actually, like maybe we'll be okay. And um, but then she gets knocked in on top of Dewey, and they just assume she's dead again. Like they're like, fine, cool. Um, and then then we come back and like we have a little stabby stabs, and um. Then Sydney and her dad disappear, and she's calling them. She's got the voice changer. But I love it. Like, like, should I let that go to voicemail? I know. <laughs> or, should I let that, or should I let the machine get it? Is what he said. I think so. He's like, hey, man, yeah. Like, should I get the machine get it? They get it, and it's like, He's like, what's your motive? He's like, peer pressure. <laughs> He's like, she's like, did you really call nine one one? He's like, yeah. Like, my parents are gonna kill me. <laughs> My mom and dad are be so mad. But then, like, Billy grabs the phone and they're like, I'm going to gut you like a fish, a little bitch or whatever. And, like, throws the phone. He's like, you, hit, like, he's like, you hit me with the phone, man. He's, like, so, like, broken and, like, hurt by all of these, like, <laughs> aggressive actions. Well, Billy's, like, stabbing pillows. He's covered in feathers. Well, he's said, covered like, in blood. Like, why the hell are you dressed like a chicken, Marv? <laughs> yeah, so. That's from uh, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. So then Sydney busts through and stabs him with an umbrella. And I don't know if umbrellas do that. But he's already stabbed. That's true. She's stabbing him in holes that already exist. Okay, okay. I think that's what's happening. Ah, gotcha. Um, and so then you know, they're fighting and you know, she's taken off. Of course, like there's too many, like we just assume he's out. And she takes off the mask and then we've got Gail back, like, she that isn't that when she's st- like she's sticking her fingers in yes, his wounds. Yes. Oh, it's so visceral. Uh, Gail shoots him, and then we got Stu comes back, and we got the TV. I don't think TVs work like that. No, it would have just like smished his head. This is our second movie mm-hmm. with Wes Craven in the credits, where somebody has gotten like electrocuted by a TV. Yeah, like, in uh, the Bay falling under on prime time. I mean, I'm sure that's a nod. Right. It has to be a nod. There's so many horror movie trope nods. That has to be. But it would just would have smushed his head. And it, that would have been Dunzo. I mean, those things were pretty damn heavy. They were heavy. So yeah. Probably heavy enough to it, do some damage. It would have taken care of business. Um, so he's out. And then then we got, you know, Skeet Ulrich like, won't die, basically. 
and Gail shoots him. We got Jamie Kennedy's okay. He's not dead. Then, you know, this is the part where he jump up for one last whatever. And then Sydney, he does. And Sydney shoots him again. And she's like, not in my movie. And then we got everybody being loaded up into ambulances, basically. I feel like maybe is it Scream Four? It's it's one of them. Where like at the end, like this is the part where like they jump up for one last scare. They just start like just unloading their guns. <laughs> like, nope, not gonna have not. Nope, nope, nope. All right, babe. It's a scream, baby. <laughs> I'm so terrible at Matthew Lillard. It needs to sound more nasally. I guess. Like, it needs to sound. It's a scream, baby. It's, it's almost <laughs> like Austin Powers, but not really. It's like, he's like, I got like, yeah, he's got like stuff in the back of his throat and his nose. <laughs> well, I loved watching this movie with you. I, it's better than I remember. And I, I think I've, I've seen all of them. There's how many movies besides fast. I haven't even seen all the fast and the furiouses. I skipped out of about four of those in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe of- the most in a series I've ever seen. I mean, they're prolific. They keep going, and they keep coming up with new things, I guess. And, and they keep on not sucking. I mean, I didn't love the third one, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is definitely culturally relevant and, you know, was a huge deal at the time. Like, and it changed, it changed the profile of everything. And it was, like, sexy and smart and everything that the 90s thought it was. And it... it, it- <laughs> It did everything right. Like that's that's the it was so so many things in the nineties did their nineties thing and like, oh, that's so nineties. But this just hit every mark. It did. It did. And then everybody who tried to replicate it in some sort of way just they missed they missed the mark. But they, they did, but it, it just it changed filmmaking. It it, it really would, did. It, would I be lying or no, exaggerating I, I think, to say that? I think that everything everything got so this was smart in that meta sense and everything after this tried to replicate it and got too smart though. Mm. So I'm not sure the magic was ever, I mean now this, the sequels of it have their own kind of thing. And I think they're allowed to be in that genre. They get a pass because they're a sequel to this, but you know, going forward after this, I think there was a lot of like, we're too, we're too cool for school, you know, when it came to most things, but that's okay. I feel like we've moved past that a little bit. But still, it's like a 70-year-old white man like going back to his roots and directing a movie that is so cool for teenagers. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I, just, I mean, uh, just, just because hit. you're 70 doesn't mean you're not cool. I guess. I mean, George George Miller, he's... Oh, we, we left out uh, Happy Feet. The oh. guy that did uh, Babe and Mad Max. And Happy Feet. Yeah, he feet. also did Happy Feet. He, so that's his, that's his career. It's a real departure. Anyway. All right, y'all. So we did it. We did Scream. We're full swing in spooky season. We will come at you with some going deeper next and our next movie to to watch. We actually, I think, remember what it's going to be yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah. I actually think so. Um, so, yeah. We'll see we'll, if we still remember it next week, though. Who knows? Um, we'll catch you soon. Hope you enjoy Scream. Hope you're having a great time. Be safe. Have fun. Um, we will see you on the flip side. And, Yeah. It's a scary movie, baby. All right. Love you. All right.